0: You're listening to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club podcast, where we read them so you don't have to. Like the show? Become a patron at patreon.com forward slash nygbc. You should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the
1: can-eat-more...
0: getting this book on ufo's did you know they're real but there's a huge comic conspiracy
2: to cover it up oh that's
0: just a paranoid
3: fantasy i want to be a book you can pick me
1: up flip through my pages make sure nobody drew wieners in me
0: Welcome to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club podcast. Where we read them so you don't have to. Because we can't find the courage to just cut through our legs with this hacksaw and escape. My name is Kevin, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Benedict, or as he'd prefer to be called the artist formerly known as Benedict. Benedict! I said your name a lot of times in a row you there did, with that yeah. one. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I hope
1: the next question is: what symbol <laughs> did you turn your name into for <laughs>
0: Just <laughs> the minus sign for you <laughs> uh it's just an m dash just the m <laughs> dash would be the best one for you <laughs> Benedict. what household item are you the most picky about oh uh like a- anything anything in the house okay. just household item it's a wide open wide open map i'm giving you there pick anything you like yeah, it's, it's a good question i think
1: i think couches Couches, couches, very
0: yeah. you okay. I happen to know for a fact your couch was purchased off the internet.
1: Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> the the new one wasn't. The new one we went in. Okay. Um. So that's the thing. Like it used to be. I I need a I need a deep couch. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. I, I'm with I you don't. There. I, I don't also like to be perched ass. on a couch. <laughs> right. I like to. I like to be. You know, I like to to have my space to recline and relax, and yep. I just get into like weird, unnatural positions mm-hmm. when I'm on the couch. So I like to have space to do that, yeah. to like have my legs like a, like at my shoulder height for some reason during yeah, the I'm arm. All, like.
0: I'm a lay down on the couch person. I'm yeah. I like to lay all the way across the whole couch. That's, yeah, it's my thing. So it has to be. You know, at least long enough for me to do that with a couple yeah, inches yeah. to spare. So I, I
1: don't something. mind. I don't mind that, but I just I need space on the couch to just expand, right? <laughs> like I, in either direction. I just need to be. I need just to. Just imagining
0: like, you turning into a pile of goo that that's just that's essentially just flows, essentially
1: what I, you know muck from across. muck from Pokemon. That's
0: me. Yes! That's me that's on a couch. <laughs> Is it, I feel like Grimer. Is it Grimer? Grimer-er Grimer evolves into Muck. I'm the oh, most okay. evolved
1: version of okay. Grimer. Okay. <laughs> wow. You have a better memory of Pokemon than I do. <laughs> I have a better memory of most things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: anyway. No, I want to hear your household. That's oh, my. Uh,
0: spoons. 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 Whenever I'm getting silverware, because occasionally, like, your silverware, you know, you drop it into the the disposal too many times. You ruin sure. it. I've bought in multiple sets of silverware in my You've life. Boughten. It, a boughten, yeah, that's a <laughs> new word. It has to be, it has to have some heft to it, it has okay, to be a yeah, thick. Yeah spoon because it has to
1: win the fight with the garbage disposal ex- exactly
0: <laughs> because i eat most of my eat my meals with spoons if i'm going to be mm. honest out of yeah. a bowl like an adult <laughs> and so <laughs> this is not directly out of the pan. <laughs> no the spoon has to be capable of taking whatever abuse i'm going to throw at it so it's, uh-huh. ju- it's just just spoons i have to have the right spoon and i can't describe exactly what that means but it has to be the correct spoon okay But anyways, you know, but the listener may not, of course, this is the show where we dig deep, 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 deep into the earth, seeking the unsustainable fossil fuels of right-wing thought. (laughs) Nice and accurate that time. I I like coming up with these accurate ones that are at least close to what we're actually looking for. Cross that. And uh, Benedict, to start it off this week, do you have a hot take
1: for us? Yeah, it is that I am confused about masks. <laughs> <laughs> do we
0: wear them or not?
1: No, do we I don't wear know. Them or not? I don't know. So I, I reached my two week anniversary of the second shot
0: on yep. Saturday. So you're and free and clear.
1: I am free and clear. So I think I can I can wear a no mask situation. But like mm-hmm. the CDC said that. But then some of the governors are like, no, you still have to wear a mask. Some of the cities are like, you still have to wear a mask. Some of them have never made you wear a mask. So I just don't know what I'm supposed to do. Well, Somebody Benedict, please just tell me whether you know I need why to put that the small is Benedict- piece
0: of... Because nobody knows what they're supposed <laughs> <laughs> to do. You have to keep wearing a mask because we can't trust all the other motherfuckers. Yeah. Well, I, I, gonna think I, I think
1: I'm going to start not wearing a mask. I think that's going to be my vibe. But I'm gonna I, wear it around yeah. my wrist or like chin strap vibes. That's
0: I'm gonna, gonna wear long. it for a while. I'm gonna yeah. wear it at well, least, not, I think, through through July. Not
1: to HIPAA violate you, but you're not vaccinated yet, right? I
0: I have my I have my first shot. I'm getting the second one next week. So okay, so uh,
1: that'll be it'll be pretty much July by the time you're in the. Well, it'll yeah, June, yeah, yeah, it'll be June by the time you're in the. Two
0: yeah, week. but I think I'm just because for one thing, you know, I'm I'm moving to the mm. well, not the south, but the south ish. Uh, and uh, the,
1: the, the spirit of the South Yeah, lives the spirit strong of the South
0: And I feel like it might just be a better idea To, to wear the mask a little while longer While sure. I'm down there But anyways, you gonna ask me The question, what it oh, is Oh, I assumed ha- that I had
1: I thought that No, was, I you was didn't Because like, I asked you a different question I was like, that's all the questions <laughs> I need to ask Kevin What is your hot take, Kevin?
0: My hot take, Benedict, as this is The penultimate day of my law school career Tomorrow oh, will be wow. the very final day of my law school career, when I will be finishing my last exam, uh, I think that my hot take this week is I'd rather stay in school. Uh, <laughs> it sort Fair of enough. suddenly hit me the other day. Wait, it's scary, wait, isn't it? wait a minute! I'm gonna have I'm gonna have fucking responsibilities now. <laughs> <laughs> That's People not gonna a know, good look feeling. At you and be
1: like, hey, Mister Lawyer, what do I do oh, with my Jesus life? Oh Jesus Christ! Like, Fuck! I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing with my life.
0: Yeah, you know how fucking scary that is to think about. Uh, but, uh, anyways, yeah, it's my, my last day law school, almost done. I am honestly right. Ignore the hot take. I am excited, uh, to finally be done. Right. It's been a long way getting here. It's my, the end goal after all is to be a lawyer. Uh, and then that's, that's about to happen. So I'm super excited.
1: Congratulations. About Everyone write to Kevin and tell him how great he is. Oh
0: no, I'm not out here fishing for compliments. Yeah, you are. Shut up. I love me. Anyways, (laughs) Benedict, what we are here for today, of course, this is an interstitial episode. Uh, And as I mentioned on the last couple episodes, and as I have been so excited for for the last couple weeks, because I have really fallen in love with the subject we are about to start talking about on this episode, we are beginning our series looking into the John Birch Society. Benedict, as I always do, I will ask you to begin. What do you know about the John Birch Society. So only really what we've covered in the
1: last few weeks, right? So it's the the big communist conspiracy, essentially. Mm-hmm.
0: Also, I forgot to mention up top and make fun of you as I have to, but you forgot your fucking microphone again.
1: No, I didn't forget it. I did. Oh, well, you stayed
0: it, at right. your in laws. <laughs> yeah, whatever the case might be. So yeah, you know, There's a reason why you sound like garbage. But anyway,
1: I don't sound like garbage. I sound okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. By the way, so you you don't know much about the John no, Birch Society. No, no, we talked no, a little beyond, bit. Yeah, beyond before beyond I had about. ever brought them up, had you heard of them at all?
1: I think, va- like very vaguely, but mm-hmm. not not knowing what it was about yeah. at all.
0: I think if most people had ever heard of the John Birch Society, they heard of them because in 1963, Bob Dylan released a song, which I, I think I brought up on a previous episode, you called did, yeah, "The yeah. Talking John Birch Blues." Uh, or the Talking John Birch Paranoia Blues. I don't remember which one it is exactly, which I'd love to play on the show, but obviously copyright issues. It's a good song. Go ahead and check it out. I highly recommend it. I also, when I was looking through everything and doing all my research, I found that there was another song written about the John Birch Society by the Chad Mitchell Trio, which at one point included John Denver among its ranks. Um, And it's actually really fucking good. They're like an a cappella group that started at Gonzaga University and then went on to be famous and stuff and it's actually the, i think they do a better job of parodying uh the john birch society than bob dylan did i think it's a, the better of the two songs so if you want to oh, wow. check it out better than go bob check dylan kevin's not messing about well well let's be i've seen bob dylan live in concert i think the guy's oh, right. amazing he's absolutely wonderful but uh i think this is the better of the two songs about the john birch society it's not like there's a big pool to pick from there no so anyways benedict why don't we get started learning a little bit about the John Birch Society. So, the society was founded in Indianapolis in 1958 by Robert Welch Jr. And Welch is somebody we're going to talk about in his own episode at some point, um, probably next episode when we do this. So, but Welch is is the central figure of the John Birch Society. He was born in 1899. And the, before you I, get too far into this, I have a maybe a stupid question. Mm-hmm. Is John Birch a real person, or is it yes. just one of those? Okay. Yes, and I'm okay. going to get to that as well. I'm going to get to uh-huh. that as well. Good, good. But, I just want Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, there are... may, And I, I say this, and this is another one of those cases where I want you to understand I'm not being hyperbolic. There are major Scientology vibes with the way the John Birch Society treats Robert Welch Jr. I mean... Referring and that to that they disappeared him and now <laughs>
1: no, no one knows where he is? Or? Not
0: at all. No, 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 no. In the way that so uh, Scientology idolizes, I can't remember the name of the guy off the top. Elron of Hubbard. Elron Hubbard, right? The way that they idolize and and basically make him a, a fucking god. Yeah. The John Birch Society does very much the similar thing with Robert Welch Jr. Uh, So their uh, biography of him on their website um, differs in substantial parts from the biography of him that is contained literally anywhere else you look. Um, But there are some things that they get correct and that are are important. So he was, by most accounts, uh, very bright as a child to the extent that he entered college at the age of 12 at UNC Chapel Hill. Okay, nobody should do that, though. Like, well, recall, that would be around 1910. So, sure. um, I'm not sure what ages people went to school and everything around that time. I do know that uh, you, were, you were going to college at an earlier age if you did way back
1: then. But that, that shit really fucks you up.
0: Yes, to uh, to college, I, yeah, exactly. I, I hate it. But uh when people do that. <laughs> but uh, the, the John Birch Society plays this up and says other things that are absolutely unsubstantiable about him, like that he learned to read at two and mastered algebra at four. Um, and all this doesn't track very well uh, with some of the other things that we do know for a fact about Robert Welch Jr., like the fact that he decided to go on and the entirety of his professional career was a candy company that he founded. <laughs> so... This genius went off and founded a candy company in Wait, Brooklyn. It,
1: I, what did you say his name was?
0: It's not that Welch, not okay. that Welch. No, okay, no, no. Okay, okay.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and here, well, actually, I will I will qualify that a little bit in that I don't know if it's that Welch okay. um, because I did look into that when I was looking at this. Welch's Robert Welch's uh, company folded during the Great Depression, and he had a brother whose name I believe was Joseph Welch. Uh, or something similar to that. John Welch, Joseph Welch, something like that. James Welch, I just found it. Um, and he founded a different company named the James O. Welch Company, uh, which made the candies uh, Sugar Daddies, which <laughs> you're probably familiar with, as well as Junior Mints and okay. Pom Poms. So the, some of the candies so it's all in, in the the family. this company- yeah, yeah, some of the candies that this company made, you know, went on to, to still be made today. Uh, eventually, the company was sold, right? It's no longer owned by the family or anything. But because of all this, Welch retired in 1956 as a very wealthy man, obviously. And that was right, obviously, right before he went on to found the John Birch Society, unsurprisingly as well. Uh, so you, may, you asked about John Birch. John Birch was, in fact, a real person, right? They didn't just pick a random name out of thin air. Uh, John Birch was an army captain and OSS operative stationed in China around the time of World War II. Okay. Um, obviously, this is the time when the China was separated into two different countries that were fighting against each other, or two different sides rather that were fighting against each other. Right, the communists and uh, the other side. I don't, I don't remember. Were they called the Republicans? I don't remember what the the non-communist side was called off the top of my head. But anyways, uh. I do want to read this one. There was a quote on the Wikipedia page about John Birch, uh, which I did find to be very funny uh, and and illuminate a little bit about the guy. So I just want to read that because I think they did it very well. Uh, and it says, quote, In the States, his parents left the Presbyterian Church because he was born in China and then came back to the States, and Birch was raised and baptized in the Fundamentalist Baptist tradition. He lived in Vineland, New Jersey, in Crystal Springs and Macon, Georgia. He graduated from Gore High School at the head of his class in Chattooga County, Georgia. Afterwards, he enrolled at the Georgia Baptist-affiliated Mercer University in Macon. He was always an angry young man, always a zealot, said a classmate many years later, saying that Birch, quote, felt he was called to defend the faith, and he alone knew what it was. In his senior year, he joined a group of students who opposed liberal tendencies at the university. They brought heresy against some professors, such as holding the theory of evolution, and the university held a day-long hearing in the chapel. Defenders of the professors posted a sign on the door, quote, Do not enter Spanish Inquisition in progress. <laughs> All right. So that's the kind of guy we're dealing with in John Birch himself. But anyways, like I said, he was stationed, or he was in the OSS, right, which is like Uh, the CIA before there was a CIA during World War II. And shortly after the surrender of Japan, right, so just days after, he was ordered to take a train north from where he was and accept the surrender of Japanese officers. And along the way, he had a number of run-ins with uh, communist military who were aligned with the United States at that time, right, because we were all fighting against Japan. Uh, And several times he encountered them, went forward, right, there were little issues. But then he got to a train station, where he ran into a smaller group of communist military, uh, about 20 of them, um, got into an argument with their officer, uh, refused to give up his pistol, and was ordered to be shot. Oh. And so this makes him, according to the John Birch Society, and I don't find anybody really uh, contesting it, the first victim of communism from the United States after World War II. And that is why he is the namesake of the John Birch Society. because he is a victim of communism. Uh, I found some things, like there's an official report that was made by one of the people who was with him, um, which isn't very charitable to his behavior. And like, nobody should have been shot for whatever the situation was, but you know, the guy was apparently an asshole uh, and got into arguments that, that could have been avoided. So the society was founded in 1958, like I said, and some of the founders, of course, included Robert Welch, uh there's a gentleman named harry lind bradley who started it uh, was president of a, a very large company that still exists to this day um fred coke might be a name that's familiar to you yep yep the father of the coke family the coke brothers and an individual named revilo p oliver who that was a universe
1: like a fucking harry potter name <laughs>
0: sorry. it is it is um but very much unlike Harry Potter. Wait, Revilo?
1: Uh, is that that must be a namesake?
0: R E V I L O. So it's just Oliver backwards. Holy shit! I didn't even realize that. Yeah, Revelo I didn't even realize me, yeah.
1: that.
0: <laughs> no way! That's I'm not fantastic! That. I'm not that's fantastic! That. <laughs> oh my god! That's fantastic! Anyways. Uh, <laughs> much much less uh, whimsical than his name may be, he was an open anti Semite and white supremacist uh, who was eventually forced to resign from the society in 1966 and went on to help find the white nationalist organization National Alliance, which cool. is better known for its leader, William Luther Pierce, who wrote the Turner Diaries books oh, that Timothy McVeigh okay. was inspired by.
1: Yeah, that's not good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Are so Very that...
1: famous bad books.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Revelo also. So uh, for a short while, apparently, wrote for uh, William F. Buckley's National Review okay. until Buckley decided he he just couldn't have this guy anymore. Buckley, oh, wow. right? Buckley taking a fucking stand. Someday <laughs> in the future, we're gonna have to talk about William F. Buckley. Yeah, right? we are. Because he took at least some sort of stand against radicalism in the Republican Party. Um, he, he did right. He wrote, and we're gonna talk about. It. He wrote. An article condemning the John Birch Society. Sure, but
1: um, also the National Review wrote a lot of articles about how segregation was good. Actually, al- and, also yeah. true, my friend. So also true. Let's just pump the brakes on the William F. Like Buckley I said,
0: play. we're gonna have to do the National Review and William F. Buckley at some point. Definitely.
1: Future. I mean, I would love the National Review to digitize mm-hmm. their archives, which uh, they seem
0: to be reluctant <laughs> to do for some reason. I, uh local library my friend uh what what, what that's, what's the way they keep all that old stuff uh the microfilm f- uh, microfilm microfilm i wanted to say microfiche for some reason yeah. uh but in the 1950s the john birch society right it was still small the, the initial group was about 12 or 13 but they started expanding pretty quickly and robert welch kept an ironclad grip on control for the majority of his lifetime he that died in 1985
1: I, I just sorry I had to look up Ravelo P Oliver because mm-hmm. I had to. Uh-huh. Um, and that is his real name apparently. <laughs> he did not he did not change that name. Um, did you think
0: I was lying?
1: And also no I I sometimes people are like oh I'll change my name and be a cool person who has like <laughs> a fucking palindromic name or something. Also his middle name is Pendleton which you can't make palindromic. Oh, Pen- <laughs> Pendleton uh. <do> not Pendleton. <laughs> not Revilo tend- Pendleton uh, Nep yeah. Oliver. <laughs> Um, and then the second paragraph of his Wikipedia page is, he also attracted national notoriety in the 1960s when he published an article after the Kennedy assassination suggesting that Lee Harvey Oswald was, Kevin? A
0: communist.
1: A part of a Soviet conspiracy mm-hmm. against the United States. Yep. Got yep. him. Of course. Of course. Soviet it's- specifically, not just communists. Though. So right,
0: and... And we're also, at some point uh, during this this review of the John Birch study, we're going to have to talk about how their views have changed over time. Because yeah. the massive communist conspiracy, right, is, is the core of their beliefs. Mm-hmm. But over time, they've added on components, especially when they started getting into... Um, accusing groups that can't really be pigeonholed into being communist and people who can't be pigeonholed into being communist, right? The immensely wealthy people who they call, not Rockefeller is one example, right? Nelson Rockefeller. <laughs> uh, they start claiming they're communists. And so they had to pivot their ideology into claiming, right, that this ins- it was really a plot by these global elites to uh, use communism to do this. It's it's confusing, and we're going to get into it at some point, uh, but I find it immensely fascinating. We should
1: say, I mean, you said this last week, and I don't really know, but you said, like, it's a lot of the same buzzwords that you get mm-hmm. with the anti-Semitism, yes. but it's not Globalist. really that in the same way as, like, full-out anti-Semitism. They just think everyone's a communist.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, so, anyways, in the 1950s, most of the meetings were to watch, you know, clips of Welch talk or to see Welch talk himself if he came in person. Um, And his speeches and talks were published by the Society. The Mm -hmm. Blue, I think it's called the Blue Book of the John Birch Society, is just uh, a printing of his initial presentation to that small group of 12 rich guys when he started the organization that sets out everything, you know, supposedly it believes, in. though it's definitely uh, developed over time. It's not still just that. And I'd love to get my hands on a copy, uh, but all the ones that I can find everywhere online are like, people want like 40 bucks for this shit. It's either that or buy it through the John Birch Society, and I'm not giving them any fucking money, so I'm gonna have to try and find it at a used bookstore somewhere or something. But anyways, in 1954, he wrote a pamphlet, which we've talked about, called The Politician, in which he accused dwight d eisenhower of being a communist or a willing agent of the communists so sure. in 1961 famous
1: military world yes. war ii winning general oh dwight and d.
0: multiple eisenhower. people in the eisenhower administration he called communist john uh, john dulles uh the namesake of the airport here in dc uh he accused of being also a communist
1: problematic. yeah yeah Mr. secretary Mr. of state under
0: eisenhower um in 1960
1: it's weird how he's the airport's named after him isn't it he's not not a great person. No, but we name a lot
0: of we have that, a
1: fucking Reagan Kevin, airport. Right. Yeah, the, we have a fucking are, Reagan airport. There are more problematic yeah. people that things are named after in this country I will grant you that. <laughs> but in
0: 1961 he had his famous campaign against Earl Warren. Uh, mm. to get him taken off of the Supreme Court. Remember, this is after the Civil Rights era, and the John Birch Society accused the Civil Rights Movement of being a communist, communist. front campaign. Yes, yeah. of course. Uh, they had a campaign around the same time to get Xerox to stop sponsoring a television program about the United Nations mm. uh, because the United, the United Nations, Nations is communist. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, it's an attempt to take control from the United States and give it to communists, but... Um, And then in 1962, William F. Buckley of the National Review, that's when he denounced the John Birch Society as extremists and attempted to distance the Republican Party from the wackadoos that they were. Mm. Uh, Throughout the late 1960s, he called the Vietnam War uh, part of a communist plot to take over the United States. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, Benedict, I said those words. Those words came out of my mouth. (sighs)
1: I know, mate, you know that that meme with the pigeon and the butterfly? And the <laughs> yes. Room, like, is this a communism? <laughs>
0: is this communism? <laughs> is no. Everything is a communism, man. Everything is a communism. It's <laughs> so good.
1: So fucking.
0: You see why I love the John Birch no, Society so I,
1: fucking much? I, I do, but I hate it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and you may recall, right, the mid-60s. Uh, 1964. I, I don't.
1: I'm not old enough. But sure. well,
0: yeah, that's true. 1964. Of course, Barry Goldwater, the Republican mm. nominee, and at the 1964. Also, a communist. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Goldwater, okay. the the anti uh, civil rights Republican, was not a communist. Uh, in 1964. <laughs> At the convention, Nelson Rockefeller, who was Goldwater's opponent in the race, uh, gave a speech at the convention, uh, during which he called for the Republican Party uh, to distance themselves and call out extremist organizations, and the ones he spoke of specifically were the Ku Klux Klan, Mm. uh, radical leftist organizations like communists, he had to bring those up, and the John Birch Society, for which he got booed. It's like Mitt Romney being booed for. Yeah. And there's a lot of great. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of great pieces out there. You can read. Um, there's one in the Atlantic I I read earlier today, which talk about the history of Republicans accepting extremism in their ranks and not doing anything about it. And looking back at that moment in 1964 in particular was what the Atlantic piece was talking about, Mm, um, as a moment where you could say there's, there's no going back, right? There's, there's no fixing this problem here. Um, they publish a magazine called American Opinion, which is now called the New American, which I desperately want a subscription to. It is available online, but I like print copies of stuff. Uh, and, and it's 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 crazy. The New American is is amazing. Okay. Uh, in the nineteen seventies, they opposed OSHA, the Occupational sure. Safety and Health Administration, because communism. Uh, they promoted fake cancer cures. Right, because and- communism. Well, because I guess they had a cure for cancer. They needed, needed the money to support. I, I the don't know, man. Uh, and they opposed the ERA, the Equal Rights Amendment. Sure. Then, so throughout the the seventies and into the eighties and nineties, membership in the JBS declines, and they generally just are accepted as the kooks that we all know they are. Um, but in 1985, Welch died. And, well, I should say, around 1982, 1983, he resigned as the president. The next president of the organization was uh, Larry McDonald, who was a Democratic representative from Georgia. So it's not just entirely a Republican thing, but Georgia, you know, whatever. Um, And he was actually killed in 1983 when the airliner KAL 007 was shot down by the Soviet Union. Oh, that can't have helped. Which I'm sure they turned into to great propaganda. I couldn't yeah, find that, any of it.
1: That, that cannot have helped. the. the no,
0: <laughs> I'm sure they just turned it into wonderful propaganda. I wish I could have found something uh, that they had published around the time, but it's hard to find anything like that. And so, moving into... And, and after that, Welch took power briefly until he died in 1985, and since then, it's been a rolling series of figures who have been in charge of the organization. So the current state... I would say current, you know, within the last decade or so of the John Birch Society, uh, there's been a reported resurgence under, okay. particularly since 2016 well, and Donald help. Trump. What a shock. Yeah. And it's hard to get any solid handle on the size of the organization, who exactly are members. They don't make do they, any do of that information dues public.
1: Do they or what is it like? Um...
0: Um, well, I can tell you as someone who went to their website and tried to find out how to become a member, uh, basically <laughs> it's like buying a subscription to their magazine. Like there's three options. One is like a yearly membership, and one is like a uh, like a premium membership, and the other one's a lifetime membership, which is like five grand or something. Okay, and, and basically for all that you get. Access to the the magazine and uh, access to their member only section of their website. Not even which, like
1: private Discord servers or anything. Just no, like, just no, like
0: no, Twitch they, exclusives. Nothing. Just, they have like a members only section of their website, which I I would love to get into. I have to imagine it's just like fucking 4chan insane. for even crazier people. It's got to well, be insane. Not yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> so it's hard to get an idea of who exactly are members who's associated. But there are some people we can say for sure have some connections. So, uh, for one thing, the JBS sponsored or co-sponsored CPAC in 2010. That's a pretty big leap for them. Are they since just
1: allowed to do—I mean, everyone's just chill with that and cool? CPAC took like?
0: the money, man. They sure. were good. They were good. And I think there might be a connection there with Mitt Romney, uh, who was ascendant at the time. And uh, there, there's a hard Mormon undercurrent in yeah, uh, yeah, JBS— because of Ezra Taft Benson, who I mentioned when we did uh, on, I think only on the patron only, when we did, uh, or maybe it was on the first episode, when we talked about None Dare Call It Conspiracy, he had uh-huh. a blurb on the back, and yeah, he yeah. was like one of the leaders of the Mormon church. Okay. Uh, okay. and so there's yeah, a big, yeah, I remember you mentioning the Mormon connection. Yeah. There's a big Mormon JBS connection. We might have to do a whole episode on Ezra Taft Benson himself just to sure. talk about that. Um, but uh, Roger Stone take this with a grain of salt because he is a famous bullshit artist, has claimed that Trump's dad was a member of the John Birch Society, an early funder, and a personal friend of Robert Welch. Take it with a grain of salt, it's Roger Stone. I do, I take everything Roger Stone says with a huge grain of salt. But on the other hand, we can say Mick Mulvaney was the JBS Society dinner speaker in 2016 just a few months before he joined the administration officially. Mick Mulvaney. Ron Paul. Oh, Ron, okay. <laughs> Ron Paul. Okay.
1: <laughs> Ron Paul. Ron, not Rand, or Ron and Rand?
0: Well, J- Ron Paul has given multiple speeches to the organization. I think we can safely say he's probably a member. Mm.
1: He
2: is,
0: if he hasn't been given, like, an honorary membership, he'd yeah. pay the 150 bucks a year or whatever. He would do it. Rand Paul, I would say, is likely. He has been interviewed by uh, the New American, the news I don't want to call it a news thing. The magazine that the they The news out.
1: arm. The, the propaganda yeah. arm of the... Yeah, uh,
0: and he's also uh, appeared in some tangential events and things. We might talk about that a little more in the future. There's there's some great videos of these speeches. Okay. Really great. Uh, Thomas Massey, a Republican representative from Kentucky, was the keynote speaker at the 60th anniversary gala. Love that. Uh, and has the highest score on the Freedom Index, which is... The John Birch Society's rating of every representative in Congress, Great which stuff. is basically they they um, determine whether every law that was passed is constitutional or not. And that those who from
1: from their reading, of from their
0: one. their stupid non lawyer reading of it yeah. uh, and decide whether, you know, who who voted against the most unconstitutional things or whatever. So, as far as the issues that the John Birch Society cares about, I'll tell you, basically, looking at their website, uh, they have a tab called Action Projects, which I think tells you a lot about what they stand for. Uh, The first one says Restore Election Integrity. Mm -hmm. Pretty easy to understand what they're getting at there. Basic Republican bullshit. Second, Countering COVID-19 Overreach. Um, And, Benedict, you'd be not surprised to learn that basically... Any Everything. action. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Basically any action in response to COVID is an overreach. Uh third, stop a constitutional convention. They are convinced that the left wants to have a whole bunch of constitutional conventions and change the constitution with stuff that nobody on the left has even proposed, right? There are yeah. some there are some proposals out there to like do amendments and things, but they're convinced that it's all about things that nobody thinks are fucking real. Uh yep. next, stop the globalists' trade agenda. Which Great. has a uh, lot about getting us out of all trade agreements. They want to get out of all that shit. Uh, you next. know what's
1: ironic? You know who the biggest proponent of that is? Bernie Sanders.
0: Yep, yep. They'd, they'd have a lot to say if they didn't hate his guts to the yep. very ends of hell. Next, get us out of the UN. Of course, the U- they think the UN. The
1: un stuff is so weird to me.
0: Well, it's all about creating a one-world <laughs> government. That's. I I, I, I feel com- like I need to... Yeah. Remind, I need me, remind me to reinforce to you again, but yeah. <laughs> that that is not hyperbole they yeah. believe there is an attempt to create a one-world government yeah yeah other things on there uh article six not five which relates to their um sovereign citizen e interpretation of the Constitution that basically uh, they also believe in nullification of uh of federal laws by the states you may recall we had basically a whole war that decided on that one
1: <laughs> yep we did yep, yep,
0: yep, uh, yep. S- stop the north american union is another one they think that the u.s mexico and canada and are trying to be combined into no into basically a country is what they think is trying to happen
1: what, okay, what's their take on like the U.S. Mexico War, where the like is that? Should we give that back to Mexico the territory oh, that
0: we stole from them? They're they're pro wall. They're definitely pro wall.
1: No, no, no. The eight the war that preceded the Civil War, in which like Texas became American and New oh, uh, the U.S.
0: Mexico War, Benedict. Uh, you ever heard of communists? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, there. I saw a video on their YouTube channel that was like the revolutions of 1866 or something, which might have something to do with that. But yeah, I have yeah, a feeling it's probably more about something going on in Europe. And I'll I'll, I'll be sure to watch it and tell you sure. about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. There, of course, uh, they believe all the conspiracy theories about the Fed, uh, the Federal Reserve, right? Yep. All the nonsense you hear from Ron Paul all the time. They believe all that stuff, and of course, they want to stop Agenda 21. Which you may recall. Which sounds
1: like a Star Wars
0: thing. <laughs> you know, You may recall is the title Agenda 21 is the title of one of Glenn Beck's fiction books. Oh, it's the
1: prequel to Catch 22, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. It is a conspiracy theory that the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals are again about creating a communist globalist government. Global government. Okay. So All right. Yeah, yeah. So as far as their beliefs go, right, you can trace a lot of it back to the massive communist conspiracy. Uh, They also believe, of course, that the Illuminati are real and are somehow involved with the massive communist conspiracy. Uh, They believe that the Council on Foreign Relations, which is just a think tank in D.C., is somehow also involved in this massive conspiracy. Uh, Like I said, they think that states can nullify federal law. Um, and they believe, yep. according to at least one video I saw by the former president of the JBS, uh, that Carbonari revolutionary societies, which existed in Italy in the 19th century, are somehow still in existence and in <laughs> related to the saw massive spi- communist conspiracy. Spaghetti Carbonara on a menu <laughs> once, and like, "I um, don't, I don't know how that one works." Yeah, uh,
1: just a quick, quick point of order: states can. If enough state houses agree to do the same thing, they can overrule federal law, can they? In a, at a no. constitutional convention, no,
0: right. they can't. It, okay, if there's a constitutional convention, yeah. but that—that's not what they're talking about. Okay, they okay. think that a state uh, house can pass a law that says this federal law is null and void. Oh, yeah, no. They that's what they that. think, which is, okay. is just absolute nonsense. So, Ben, that's your basic overview that I okay. want to get at today of that's what fine. the John Birch Society is. I hear, we, I hear we have a fun video as a Yes, we do. As yes, as we I do. Had a, had a we're we're going to dig a lot deeper into all that stuff in the future episodes, um, but I found possibly my favorite video I have ever seen. Okay. And keep in mind what I said about uh, some of the stuff like the Scientologizing of Robert mm-hmm. Welch as we go through this video. This video is fucking amazing. So here okay. we go. This is called Standing the Test of Time. by John is Birch Society. It's nine minutes. Okay. Uh, and it was released August 15th, 2016. So okay. here we go. Oh, August
4: 2016, okay. Yeah. True or false? Bananas grow on trees. True. True.
2: <laughs> True or false? What? Chameleons (laughs) change their color to match their environments. True. Okay, this is not an ad. You're not confused. I thought
1: I was, I really thought this is not. No, no, this is not an ad playing before the video. This is the video. When I was literally five (laughs) years old, my head teacher at school was like, carrots are a vegetable, true or false? And we all went, true. And then she went, tomatoes are a vegetable, true or false? And we all went, true. And then she went,
0: Okay, but the funniest thing to me about that is that second one about chameleons actually yeah. is fucking true. I mean, what do bananas grow <laughs> on? Bananas to, to, chameleons change their colors, man. That's just not to match the surroundings;
1: that's to match it's to, to match their mood. What I, chameleons are mood
0: rings? Who cares? I, yeah, look, exactly. And also, it helps to, them. To, to it to helps the, them yeah. hide in their environment. Exactly. The, sure. Yeah. Anyways, but yes, this. So this is like an insane attempt to, I think this video is an attempt to like reach the kids, Uh which is what is so amazing to me about it. Let's do it, come on. Yeah, we'll just continue.
4: True or false? The Great Wall of China can be seen from space.
1: True. Yes, it can, again, like a a, a, lot. Kevin, people, <laughs> people could see, like, it just depends how you're looking. People could see the fucking stuck ship in the Suez Canal
0: from space. I know, Benedict. I know. Just, just, just let it, let okay. it continue. Okay, the so look, I, the ship hadn't gotten stuck yet in 2016. I have, I Give them 12, a break. Give them a fucking minutes, break. So all
2: right. Even though many believe these things to be true, experts have pointed out that these are simple misconceptions. Have you heard the saying, if you're told something enough times, you're sure to start believing it?
4: The same yes. can be said for a person, company, or organization. For example, when the John Birch Society is mentioned, some respond in a negative way. If you ask why they feel that way, most can explain. So why is this? In order to really understand, we need to go all the way back to when the society began.
2: Rewind. Yep, yep. A man named Robert Welch.
0: And by the way, all, all their little, like, illustrations are, like, on popsicle sticks. They're They're doing that whole thing where it looks like they're putting uh, cutouts onto popsicle sticks and hold them up. And so this this is insane, right? This is not
2: what you fucking expected, was it? <laughs> not at all. This is amazing. Founded the John Birch Society in 1958. He believed the only way America can maintain its sovereignty and freedom was by promoting less government and more responsibility. Gosh. He also believed that this would require exposing the socialists, communists, and other collectivists who <laughs> always work for more government and less responsibility. <laughs>
0: That's such a hard
1: turn. It is, yeah. He believed that uh, actually it was the bureaucrats that are creating a <laughs> communist government. So uh,
0: yeah. I, I just the, the cut from this reasonable sorry this this attempt to do this whole yeah, yeah, yeah. vibe they're going for to the... he thought uh, you know communist socialist collective it's it's so jarring and so amazing. It
1: also so, goes from like a like, oh this is a fact to he believed that the way
2: to solve this was through mass <laughs> cut, like <laughs>
0: It's
2: so good. In a speech given in 1961, Mr. Welch emphasized the importance of restoring the U.S. Constitution and avoiding democracy. His slogan was...
0: Avoiding democracy. Did you hear that?
1: Yeah,
2: Avoiding well, democracy.
1: the founders would have wanted.
0: Uh, exactly, exactly. And you're going to hear it right now. This is a republic, not a democracy. Let's keep shit. it this that is way. Such mm-hmm. Founding mm-hmm.
4: He truly America. believed that with God's help, these principles oh would help create God. a better world. His ideas quickly gained support and members. And with this growing momentum, the society began to attract national attention.
1: Okay, course, I'm pause. It. Al- it sounds like she's reading off a hostage card. Oh, like I yeah. can't see her, but she's. I can see. I can see her smiling.
0: Yeah, these two people are not good. And you know, I'm. I always say I'm bad at gauging people's ages, but I'd say they're in their early 20s, early to mid 20s, maybe. Um, and so I think obviously, like their parents were involved cuz my what i've looked into the average age of a john birch society member is like 95 yeah. this, this is not a an organization for the young hip people no. so either that or they're fucking paid to do this i don't know i have no idea but we'll okay
1: also bananas do grow on trees so they grow, don't,
0: on a, I... they grow on a thing which is colloquially I looked look I looked all those fucking things up at the start when I watched this video the first time. Technically it's not a tree, but everyone yeah, calls but it a tree. It's like,
1: oh, technically a banana's a berry. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is, but come on.
0: Like Technically Eisenhower wasn't a communist, but you know uh... <laughs> Technically it's a febophilia.
4: But <laughs> all of that attention was positive. In 1961, the Communist praised West Coast newspaper People's World put out an communist article entitled enter from stage right the john birch society
2: naturally stage the communist portrayed the anti-communist much. john birch society as a dangerous organization created by the absolute boss welch who was busily employing the cell method to create a following across the nation the what they deliberate the cell method what's that which to be fair
0: uh, it's where where organizations are siloed into individual oh, okay, groups and right. locales right? right which is to be fair basically what the fuck he was doing so, like a terrorist
1: cell. Yeah, basically.
2: Oh Deliberately yeah. Yeah. <laughs> misled their readers by using the communist term cell instead of the actual term chapter. This is what this is. <laughs> 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 We prefer to be referred to as a
1: chapter. Yes, yes,
0: that's <laughs> a fucking argument.
1: Actually, man. if you
2: could use the correct terminology of cult, that would be great. Society <laughs> calls a group of local members.
4: People's World even attacked Mr. Welch's critical view of democracy. However, they forgot to mention that he also maintained that our founding fathers gave us a republic, not a democracy. We do,
0: after
2: all, pledge
4: allegiance to the flag and to the republic for which it stands. (laughs) Unfortunately, these false accusations would only be the first of many.
2: A short time after the article appeared in the Communist newspaper, Time Magazine issued its own article entitled, The Americanist. It, too, gave the same destructive misinformation as People's (laughs) World.
0: Ooh,
1: mis-
2: coincidence? coincidence.
0: So, Time Magazine now part Honestly. of that communist conspiracy. Yep, well, yep. They're just helping out. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Has most of the Not same like- letters.
2: Yeah,
4: So, what was the purpose of all this?
2: The purpose was twofold. First, they wanted to stop more from uh, joining can you the fight. Pause it a sec- then, I love, I, I
1: just absolutely love badly, badly written yeah. and acted dialogue. <laughs> so it's like, so Jimmy, why did they do this? I'm glad you asked, Karen. Like, I literally, let me do both voices. It's amazing. Just
0: the, the morning show in Dubuque. Can you imagine if
1: our, yeah. if our banter was like that? Kevin, what are we going to watch today?
0: Benedict, what if I told you?
1: <laughs> well, Kevin, that's interesting. That seems like there might be an agenda behind that.
2: Oh, God, I'm just realizing we are like that.
0: Jesus Christ!
2: <laughs> then they wanted to discredit and destroy Mr. Welch and the John Birch Society. So do you know what Mr. Welch decided to do? Destroy yeah. them.
4: He confronted those false accusations with nothing more than the truth. Of In order to do so, uh-huh. he sent a telegram to California's governor requesting an investigation by the California Senate Fact-Finding Subcommittee on course, Un-American that that. Activities.
1: I love that he, he's like, <laughs> do you know what Mr.
0: Wells decided to do? And she just goes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and by the way, what they're talking about is Welch asked the California version of HUAC, the House Un-American Activities Committee, to investigate the John Birch Society.
1: And I love I love exposition where they don't even <laughs> pretend that the characters don't already know it. So it's like yeah. you know how you get Aaron Sorkin explaining things to women by having a man say them. Exactly. This is that's like that. As should be both. done. <laughs> <laughs> both characters already know the facts and they're just oh like God. talking they're like, Ah yeah, I knew that already. Thank you for I, enlightening it's, me. It's
0: so fucking good, man.
4: Once the request was accepted, the subcommittee set out immediately to conduct the investigation.
2: For two full years, the subcommittee pored over everything it was either given or could discover about the society. Investigators were sent to interview both JVS supporters and its critics. Agents attended chapter meetings, sometimes even secretly posing as people interested in membership. Finally, the subcommittee issued its report in 1963. It stated, We believe that the reason the John Birch Society has attracted so many members (laughs) is that it simply appeared to them to be the most effective, indeed the only organization through which they could join a national movement to learn the truth about the communist menace and then take some positive, concerted action to prevent its spread.
0: Well, actually, Ben, would it surprise you to know that I found the exact (laughs) report that they're talking about and have it in front of me? No, it wouldn't, Kevin. And let me tell you that a few paragraphs before the portion they just read, which the, the portion they are reading does exist in that report. Yeah, yeah. That's let me happen. tell you what it says a few paragraphs before that, my friend. Where it says, quote, <clears throat> It is evident to us that since few members agree with Mr. Welch on a variety of matters, if he continues to make sensational and unsupportable charges, he will alienate rank-and-file loyalty. There is no doubt that such statements have rendered the society vulnerable to much legitimate criticism. <laughs> Yep, so
2: good. That sounds right. Fred, our investigation and study was requested by the society, which had been publicly charged with being a secret, fascist, subversive, un-American, anti-Semitic organization. We have not found any of these accusations to be supported by the evidence.
1: <laughs> the For the record, they are all
2: supported by the evidence.
4: Completely false. The media's accusations aimed at the society really were. But do you think that stopped the attacks?
2: Absolutely not. Instead, the attacks only increased. After that report was released, New York Governor Nelson Rockefeller responded with some insulting comments, referring to members of the society as extremists.
4: This wasn't yes. Rockefeller's only That was the 64 uh, During the 1964 Republican National yeah. Convention and with a large national TV audience watching, Nelson Rockefeller delivered a speech about extremism and stated,
3: It is essential that this convention repudiate here and now any doctrine. Those are booze.
0: Those
1: yeah. are boos.
3: He didn't even get onto it. Nope. Any doctrinaire militant minority, whether Communist, Ku Klux Klan, or Bircher. Oh
1: wow, they did not like that. Connecting
2: yep. a good name, yep. like the John Birch Society, with negative groups is a common smear tactic. Because of this and all the other attacks, uninformed people began to believe what they were hearing. It's almost like calling well, people Americans communists for their reason. didn't realize that the attacks in the society were
4: being done out of fear.
2: That's right, the fear that Mr. Welch's new organization would grow large enough to actually stop and then reverse the socialist oh and communist plans.
1: This is like During the dream, founding right? meeting yeah. of the John
2: Birch Society, Mr. Welch discussed one of the communist plans which involved the loss of our sovereignty to the United Nations. Oh he then went God. on to list 10 communist goals for the United States. He restated Suspiciously, these they are the Sustainable them. Development Goals.
0: <laughs> I mean, they're not. Well, no, they're they're very different from the SDGs. Anyway,
3: 1974. A part of that plan, of course, is to induce the gradual surrender so this is Welch. of American sovereignty, piece by piece and step by step, to various international organizations, Weird of which the Fuck United you, Nations Boris is Johnson. the outstanding, but far from the only example. Now, here are the aims Eames. For the United States. Eames. One, greatly expanded government spending. Sure. For every conceivable means of getting rid of ever larger sums of American money. Getting rid of it? Do mm-hmm. you not know how spending possible. money works? Two, <laughs> higher and then much higher taxes. Three, an increasingly unbalanced budget despite the higher taxes. We're
1: doing pretty well at all of these. Uh huh.
3: Wild inflation of our currency. Five, government controls of prices, wages, and materials, supposedly to combat inflation. (laughs) Six, greatly increased socialistic controls over every operation of our economy and every activity of our daily lives. This is to be accompanied naturally and automatically by a correspondingly huge increase in the size of our bureaucracy and in both the cost and reach of our domestic government. 12. Seven, far more centralization of power in Washington and the practical elimination of our state lines. Okay. There is a many-faceted <laughs> drive at work to have our state lines eventually mean no more within the nation than our county lines do now within the states. That is okay, w- when he
0: gave that speech, that was basically already the case. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I love that the fact that all of his points are basically just right-wing gripes. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, all yeah. they fucking are. They're just right-wing gripes about, you know, general government activities. That's yeah. all he
1: has. We hate the government. It's communist. That's it.
3: Eight. They steady advance of federal aid to and control over our educational system, leading to complete federalization of our public education. Nine. A constant hammering into the American consciousness of the horror of modern warfare. The beauties and the absolute necessity of peace. Peace always on communist terms, of course. <laughs> and 10, the consequent willingness of the American people to allow the steps of appeasement by our government, which amount to a piecemeal surrender of the rest of the free world and of the United States itself. To communism. Mm-hmm.
4: When we look back over the years since that speech, we can see just how real these predictions have become. (laughs) If more Americans would have listened and helped back then... You know, with the election of Reagan, Reagan, like, five years later. More and more people are
0: waking up... I mean, the 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 obvious thing to me is that because there's just obvious gripes by douchebags who hate government... Yeah, whenever there's a
1: slight move away from republicanism or libertarianism,
0: then it's like, it's starting... They've always made those gripes. They've never stopped making them. And of course, those are things that happen as society has just moved along. It's a fuck you people. You're just morons. We don't care what you're saying. Yeah. Like That's just what's happened. All right, we got one more minute. We got okay. one more minute in this All video. Right. Let's, get it, let's
2: get it done.
4: Waking up and realizing the importance of what the founders gave us, we too can continue what Robert Welch started.
2: From the beginning, Robert Welch knew that in order to restore and preserve our freedoms under the See Constitution, how many times they mention the guy? he would need to Hello? expose and stop the socialists, communists, and other collectivists. He also knew that in order for America to remain free and independent, patriots nationwide we need to continue this fight for generations to come.
4: So, is the John Birch Society an organization that strives to protect our freedoms under the U.S. Constitution? True. True. <laughs>
0: that's, <right. laughs> that's a great
1: callback. What a call beautiful <laughs>
4: it has withstood the test of time. For many decades, the John Birch Society has been dedicated to restoring and preserving our freedoms.
2: With strong leadership, its members work at local, state, and federal levels to educate others mm-hmm. on the proper role of government. Really rising, inspiring. The John
4: Birch Society stands tall in protecting American independence and freedoms for all future generations.
2: We hope that we've cleared the air on what many believe to be true about the John Birch Society. No, you have We also
4: hope that you would consider joining us in our efforts. We need your help now more than ever because together,
2: we can make a difference.
0: <laughs> That's it. Did I lie about how great that video is? Mm, yes, I hate it. <laughs> But Benedict, I think, I've had to continually hammer into you how I'm not exaggerating the things I say about the John Birch site. Do you believe me now? I do, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm
1: fully on board. I believe there is an
0: anti-anti-communist
1: conspiracy.
0: <laughs> that Time Magazine is a part of. It. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. It's so I, ranging, running the gamut from Eisenhower to me.
0: Yeah, it's so good, man. It's so good. Anyways, that's we're gonna leave it. Where we're gonna leave it today. Uh, we're gonna hang it up here. There's there's so much more to go into, and we're gonna spend a lot of time talking about the John Birch Society. I think it's gonna go longer than our last investigation did. But thank you all, of course, for being here. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, if you just can't get enough of us, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash nygbc and become a patron for as little as two dollars an episode for patron only episodes. Shoutouts on the show, drawings to win the copies. Uh, I'm forgetting how to do this today. Doesn't I don't matter. know why. I don't know why I can't do this today. I can usually do it off the top of my head. Shoutouts on the show, drawings to win our copies of the books we read and more. As always, we have to give a shoutout to our wonderful and amazing patrons: Benjamin Carlyle, Dexter, Allison, Corey Bidding, Megan Ruth, glowrung the Deceiver. Big Easy Blasphemy, Becky Scott Fairley, Steven and Cindy Dimmick, A.J. Brantley, Taro DeCannon, Skeptical Seventh, and Andrew Jenko. Thank you all, as always, for being our patrons. That's it for this week's show. Till next time, I am the night. Goodbye. Goodbye.